This is what? Hard to swallow. Gross. Uh. She should have put him back on the rack. Uh. You can not talk to me. What's up, Swallowers? Hi, this is Emery, and I am bringing you back to Hard to Swallow Podcast. Hi, Swallowers. I'm hey. joining you as H.I. Emery on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm joined here with some Negroes I know, of course. Joining me now is Lyrical Mar on Instagram and Twitter as Lyrical Mar. Hello, guys. Good to see you again. It's been a while. What, this is the third time? This is the third time. Yeah. It's um, a charm. Three's a, three's a charm. Third, yeah. time's, third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. And also, I'm here with my lady, my lady, my lady, Lindsay Wagner on Instagram and Twitter as Lynn's Wags. Hello, everyone. We're back again. <laughs> What's goody? You know, okay, this is it. I, I know I, I have to apologize. I haven't done an apology in a long time. Okay. I apologize for lying to y'all twice. <laughs> I told y'all I was gonna put the episode up on the podcast app, and I did not. And there is a reason. It's a so lot to edit. Carry on live last time. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was a lot. Three and a half hours of content. It was no way in hell I was about to edit that and then go into my job. No, <laughs> bitches had shit to say. We just had shit to say. People had to make themselves known. People had to call out both friends that they're not even really friends with Ooh. about their education and other things. Right. Um, it was but, a lot. Y'all are lot. starting early. Starting early. Well, somebody, How? somebody else started last time. Who are we talking about? I don't know. Oh, they said we need two apologies. Then. Yes, you do. You deserve two long, wet apologies. <laughs> 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 Okay, you deserve, honey, to be loved. And for anybody that uh, wants to promote the podcast and share it with a friend, you could let them know to follow ATS underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. All right? Now, has anybody been watching... I'm sorry, this is my show. (laughs) Y'all been watching Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu? Mm, I'm going to start. Bitch, you haven't watched even one episode? I'm going to start. Everyone's talking about it. And, and I'm kind of like, bitch, I'll do it on my own time. You know, I got to do it when everybody else is talking about it. But I'm, I'll probably do it tomorrow. You know, I'm very much that girl that usually don't, you know, jump on the wave right away. I'll wait and take my time. Actually, I did the same thing with Ozark. And if you pay attention to the last two lives, um, I basically did not watch that Um the, um, the Clark Sisters movie, and there was another thing y'all was talking about. Oh, um, Tiger King. I still have not watched it. Tiger King. Well, that's going to require a lot of time. How do you pin? Oh, that's my job. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, Lindsay, you've been watching it, right? Yes, Little Fires Everywhere, absolutely. What did you think of the finale? Um, I thought the finale was excellent. I thought it ended the way it should have ended, um, with everyone basically going, wait, following their wait, own. First of all, first of all, is it too soon to be talking about the finale? I mean, we're not going to talk about. We're not going to because you know, I don't want to be in, not involved in this. If she's going to tell me, 
I didn't no, say anything. We're not okay. gonna All I said was <laughs> I'm protecting myself. No, 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 yeah. We're not gonna reveal any details. Everybody, you know, basically following the path that they were destined to follow. Period. Um, after all the thing, you know, after all of everything went the down. The first season, and for those who aren't interested in starting, the show is basically about um, a black woman and a white woman portrayed by Kerry Washington and Reese Witherspoon. And they're kind of like two rival families. Well, they become that way. More so between, it talks about two experiences of one black woman and another white woman. I'm black women and white women, how there are similarities and differences. It's about right? it's about motherhood. It's about motherhood. There's a united womanhood and motherhood. Womanhood, motherhood, motherhood. Yes, otherness. Um, you know otherness, yes. Centering, um, white supremacy. Perfectionism. Um but there's what I all love most about kinds show, of themes going on. There are parts of the enemy that you end up relating to. All the characters are three-dimensional. You don't like anybody, like, perfectly. Like, they're all flawed. And to me, that's what makes it real. Yeah. The acting was superb between the adults and the children. Amazing. Oh, amazing performances by all of the young adults. The kids, they were amazing. Reese and Carrie, I mean, they pulled up the rear. It's always lovely to see, um, you know, uh, Carrie, you know, knowing that she executive produced this and then brought in the beautiful Nicole Behari to play a small role, but it's lovely to see all these beautiful brown black women, you know, and um, the young woman who played, the young girl who played Pearl, Beautiful brown girls turning it. Period. So if you're not watching it on Hulu, I really recommend y'all to get into it. And what I like most also is that um, two things. Um, you know how somebody has been on a successful TV show and then you kind of don't see them again for a while? Kerry Washington and Reese are not letting up their foot at all. Oh, of oh, course not. And the, and the Why young would woman... They? Oh, we forgot to mention, first of all, there's there's a part where there's a flashback episode where the oh, wow. young, oh, wow. there's a young Carrie. Uh, what? Because y'all are really talking about it's it. It's just a flashback. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm looking at these I people shout, haven't seen it yet. I want to shout out the actresses that play the younger versions of their characters. The... Fine. The, the beautiful one from The Shy, and then there's a young, uh, beautiful young white woman that plays um, uh, Reese's character as well. And they turned it. Mm. Superb. Superb acting. The way they embody the, the actresses themselves, not just the character, but I'm like, it no, was you're insane. really trying to be with Reese. Like, you're really Reese, like a, a young Reese. Was Reese Witherspoon enjoyable? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I just, just want to make sure. a different side of her in this um, the show. <laughs> she has really begun to master this particular type of white woman. You know, we've seen her do it before, yeah. but she's, be, she's elevating this character, this 
this real life embodiment. You know what I mean? She's really capturing this type of white woman. Well, I can't wait to see that white woman that she captures. Yeah. And I can't and I hope that um Carrie Washington isn't sitting up there like Olivia Pope in a in a in a you know, in a black woman story. No. Well, we'll see, we'll see. Um what, what's that white woman name that they were just complaining about? Jane, Joanne, what is it? Karen. This She's playing a Karen. Karen. She's playing a Karen. Okay. We all know this white woman. Getting <coughs> um, shout out to Kenyon. Hey, how are you doing? Kenyon! Shaheen. Kenyon, I think he We watched our triangle live that we were just on with Caesar at Ballroom Film Black Television on YouTube. Yeah. Has anybody listened to um, Kelly Rowland's new album? What well, is it called? Well, it's just a single. It's just a single. Oh, just, I'm sorry, it's a single. And uh, what just is it? Is, is it going to be an album or is it just going to be a single? Uh, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> so, what do y'all think of coffee? <laughs> what do y'all think of black coffee with no cream? Well, we will. Well, I guess I'll start since I actually took the time to listen, uh-huh. unlike others. I'm, I, I'm not. I mean, it's only three and a half minutes that you're, you know. Wow, that's a lot of time. Wow. I'm sure you spent it doing something else, you know, that's, you know. Um... Anyway. I wasn't impressed, but, you know, I mean, I expect a lot from Kelly Rowland. You know, I do, and I just didn't get, I didn't get it on the track, and then I, and then the video was gorgeous, but mm-hmm. it felt like something Solange would do, you know, it just felt like, I don't know, I'd just be glad when Kelly finds her identity and, When she you know, finds it, she's in her late 30s. Oh. What does that mean? The clock is ticking. Well, you know, I, I, I like her very much, but I, you know, I, I just don't like that song. And it's a shame. I don't know, the video was gorgeous. I mean, I didn't think she really did anything in it. Um, I don't know if I, and, this is my dilemma. I don't know if I expect that much from Kelly Rowland. Why not? She was doing everything. She was doing everything Beyonce was doing in Destiny's Child. Why is it, I like what? Kelly? Well, so here's why I haven't listened. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, the title. No. Not even no. interested remotely. Uh, <laughs> nope. No. Mm-mm. When I saw, I was just like, "Coffee." Somebody said she could be a late bloomer. Rebellious yeah. silhouette. So, I mean, what is? I mean. A late bloomer in the industry who who makes it. I don't even know who that is. I don't even well, know. Well, that's what I'm, that's my point. Like in the entertainment industry, it's either you can turn it now or you just not gonna turn it. You don't get too many opportunities to you know. And turn it. you know, it's crazy because when it when it's when she first came out as a solo act, I dug that. Mary, that's yeah. all real machine. Oh no, oh, no nobody do it like me. The first two albums by her. I love that. That was cute. And then give us something. I told y'all yeah. I was going to bump like this and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> she was trying to be that, that was cute. That <laughs> was cute. And, and my issue, like, listen, I have to say this. My issue with R&B girls in general, um, I have to say, because this is a, yet another example of them sounding the same everybody having the same song with the same hook and the same 
notes and the same auto tune and the same subject. It's like, girl, like, can somebody do something different one time? Can you take a note out of Mary J. Blige's book, please? She, Mary is a good example. She constantly evolving. Can you take a um um a a note out of Brandy's book, please? Or Mariah Carey or Janet Jackson? I mean, R and B doesn't have to be one so singing the blues way. Can y'all take a note out of Keisha Cole's book, <laughs> at least? The lesson. Don't, don't listen. Nobody better not try Keisha Cole, because y'all can say what y'all want to say about her, but that catalog is cute. For blood. No, the catalog is cute. I think on every album there are always at least two or three songs that Some, you can rock with. Someone made a very good point. Um, Stacy Mac fourteen says, "I think what happens with Kelly is that a lot of people are using Beyonce to gauge her talent." Not and me. I want her to do her own thing. Chosen said, technically, Mary was not original, nor was Mariah Carey, and not Keisha Cole as well. First of all, first of all, um, Mary J. Blige's music and hip-hop R&B is original. She's one of the first people that did that music, if not the first. That's number one. Yo! <laughs> okay? Number two, Mariah Carey what do you mean she's not original? The, the, the following that Mariah Carey ha has is probably more than anyone else living. Let's be honest. You say what you say. They created modern R&B along with Janet Jackson, Brandy. You know, these hoes need to take a note out of their book. I said what I said. Oh. He said what he said. I mean, Lizzo has taken a note, but some of these other girls haven't, like Kelly Rowland. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kelly Rowland. This is a moment for you to really celebrate. And I really like her too. She's beautiful. She's t she is talented. I love when she pops up on other people's projects. Like she popped up on Solange's um project two a couple of years ago. Seat at the table. I love when she just pops in and does these little background vocals. I love that. Somebody I said that Mary. I mean, Kelly's peak was when she started doing dance tracks. That's absolutely right. She was doing the was international, the command, yeah, she was really international big in the UK, right? dance music. Um, and she was turning it with that. And that's fine if that's not her passion. But what I'm saying is pump some of those out, too, because those could be U.S. hits. Um, but I think that Kelly sounds good on R&B songs. And I think she has the range vocally to do them, but I think the material is weak. She lives for Brandy. She needs to really go back and listen to some of that monumental R&B, not, not pussycat R&B, monumental R&B. <laughs> pussycat. The Chosen Show said, Mary is a reincarnation of Aretha Franklin. No, she is not. She was a wannabe Mary. Mariah was a Brenda K. star reproduced. No, and she was not. Done again with current girls like Ariana, Christina Aguilera, and Kelly. Okay. Okay. So if he, so if he wants to sit there and say that Keisha Cole is a wannabe Mary, um, no. If you say that, well, maybe, then fine. Yes. You say that, but maybe. let me, but let me, but let me say this. But Mariah, Brenda K. star, absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. Brenda K. Star was doing her. No, 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 no. We in, we, in the, we in the New York arena now, bitch. No. 
Brenda K. Starr was doing um, little freestyle bullshit. She did I Still Believe. Mariah was doing background vocals for her. She ain't no reincarnation of no Brenda K. Starr. Absolutely fucking Mary not. and Keisha. And All I can say is, if somebody wants to say that about Keisha Cole, fine, but her catalog, to me, proves that she's in a lane of her own. As far as the time period that she came out, I don't give a fuck what nobody says about that. And, whoever, and this one, I mean, he's really trying it right here. He's really <laughs> trying it right here. That's a Virgo, baby. He's not going to let his And it's done again with the current girls like Ariana and Christina Aguilera. First of all, Christina Aguilera has nothing to do with this. She's a, <laughs> she's a bona fide legend, okay? And set Britney down, Spears down many times. You're an icon or a legend determined by the girls that you sit down when you're out. <laughs> Anything else? He said, I, I was a wannabe Mary in comparison to McKay was more. Okay. So to say another white girl or mixed girl that can sing. Okay. I don't, I don't, Christina I don't can know. Christina can sing, I but I don't, I don't know, know if these are fair comparisons. Like, Mary J. Blige doesn't even have the vocal range that Aretha Franklin has, so I don't think that's a fair comparison. I do think, however, that they were both evocative with their music. Like, the emotional aspect that they brought to their music is similar. She was like right. a, in that vein. She, but to me, Mary was like an amalgamation of all of them, like Aretha, Shaka, like all of them encapsulated kind of like in one, Anita Baker, you know, those girls all in one and trying to infuse it into hip hop, doing the best she that. could. You know what I mean? I agree with that. I agree with that. I'll take it. And, and let me tell you something. She did a masterful job of it. Um, Beautiful Ones by Mary J. Blige on the Mary album is motherfucking R&B <laughs> 5000. So if, you, so if you're wondering why I'm not impressed with these pussycat girls, it's because what? they don't take the time. That's, wait a minute. Before somebody he, no, You're not going to try wait, Mariah. Wait, but let me finish this. What you're well, not going to do. He, he, he can't try Mariah. But, but what I wanted to say was, damn, you know, made me lose my motherfucking train of thought. Right. That's how much he's trying it Because he's trying Mariah, and I can't. What he said about Mariah Carey? He said that Christina Aguilera is an icon and legend compared to She Yellen is not an icon. Mariah. Okay, well, he evidently just doesn't use Mariah Carey. So <laughs> you just don't I'm use, not even gonna, and say you don't, don't use, use Mariah. Yeah, First of that. all, yeah, you're not going to do that. Use, we're not going to do that. No, 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 no. Yeah, he don't use. <laughs> well, anyway, back to Kelly. Before we move on about that, you know, somebody also said that in the terms of her beauty, that she was a five and a half in the face. <laughs> well, if Kelly is a five and a half, and the light-skinned bitch said this, if <laughs> Kelly Rowland is a five and a half, you are colorist. <laughs> Ain't you no shit around it. Kelly's bad. Kelly is bad. Don't do that. Oh, fine. Like, that's so disrespectful. Kelly Merlin so is a beautiful girl. That yeah, is just disrespectful. <laughs> they going off. <laughs> no, yeah, that was disrespectful. And the fact that all y'all disagree... <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> That's Kelly Rowland is beautiful. I'm not going to say who said it, but it was said. <laughs> uh. Yeah, the audacity. 
Anyway. Uh, Kelly is a 10. I think she's a 10, too. She is a real life black Barbie. (coughs) And that's no shade. She is a living black Barbie. She looks like a Barbie. She's gorgeous. She has great skin. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I wish her well. I mean, I just I just want the music to be more. I mean, I'm hard on all the girls. The girls don't get in my club easily. I'm not one of those easy girls. But, you know, I'll give her a chance over and over and over and over again. That's how I look at it. You know, maybe she'll come with something harder next time. <sighs> I want her to win. Remember how she was turning it during Destiny's Fulfilled? I thought she was turning it during that time. Like, she tra- I'm sorry, she was the doll. She oh, yeah. was the motherfucking doll to me. Period. The chosen, he is trying it okay, tonight. Now that I got y'all attention and we got spicy because of this Kelly Rowland drama. <laughs> and try Mariah. Try Mariah Carey. I mean, Chosen, really? don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't try uh-uh. Mimi. Mimi is off limits. <laughs> And that's on period. That's on period. Are you ready for hot topics? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Now, the internet was broken. The internet was broken. And it wasn't by Kim Kardashian's ass. This time, Instagram was broke between the battle between Terry Riley and Babyface. The highest viewed live ever on Instagram between their battle. Wow. Did y'all tune in? First of all, uh, I saw pieces of it. Um, I saw pieces of it too. That was the most ever? It was literally like millions of people. Black people. I couldn't get in. When I was tuning in, I saw Tony Braxton, I saw Missy Elliott. It was an incredible. Up in them comments. Every Braxton, Miss Yelly, I mean, all the, it just stars upon stars, Halle Berry, stars upon stars upon stars. <laughs> it was in, it was insane. It was insane. And at first, I couldn't even get in. Oh, no, so that's what right. they said. They said it was so many people on that live that some people could not get in. Mm-mm. Girls were trying to get into that, darling. No, it was epic. And I'm tuned into one part. I, I, it literally, Oh, so many flashbacks to my childhood. Um, but um, what came on? I'm ready. Oh, um, about Teddy Campbell. Yeah. And baby, I was losing it. I think all of us in the comments have went into a zone. <laughs> and then Tony Braxton, my mother, she commented on Twitter like, "I'm so jealous when that song came on because I wanted to sing that one. I wanted that song." Right. And then Tevin commented back like. It's okay, we're even, because I wanted uh, another lo- another sad love song. I low-key want to read your mother. <laughs> wow. She didn't have to say that in that particular moment. No, I mean, I, I, we, I like that kind of um, so, um, juicy sauce thing. But I'm not, not like, going to read her on here. I'm not going to read her on here. But what I does she do that you don't like? Say it. Say it. What's too hard to swallow right now? No. Mm. Okay, well, when we get off of here, then maybe I'll ask. Yeah, I will will give y'all some behind the scenes tea. Uh, uh, Yeah. 
gosh. It is what it is. But um, no, it just she just behaves a little bit too thirsty for me when Babyface is around. And uh, he threw you back in the sea a long time ago, bitch. And I love Tony Braxton. But Wait a I minute. Hate, but Where I is hate, this coming from? But I hate a thirsty girl. And she's a thirsty bitch when it comes to him. I don't know what happens when he's in the room or when he's around. She lose her damn brain. First of all, let me tell you something on behalf of Tony Braxton. Mind your motherfucking business. <laughs> <laughs> because she probably owes that man a lot. And I love that she adores him. I love it. It's not just adoration. Mm. Anyway, but what I'm going to say is, what I'm going to okay. say is, as far as Babyface and Teddy Riley goes, um, first of all, I had to stop and think for a minute about what a privilege it was to see these niggas for free. Waxing poetic about music they created. Um, I, it was almost surreal. It really was um, them talking about their hits, like playing their music. It was so personal. It was so intimate. It's just, mm-mm. The list is long. It was emotional. Baby. And they were going at it, like, back and forth. Like, I wrote, each song that came on was a fucking banger. Like, nothing less. Hits. Nothing less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hits. Um, I enjoyed it. Hits. And the shade, and Babyface's shade is Babyface and his late 80s shade. Unmatched. His shade. Baby. Baby. <laughs> Baby. I got my entire fucking life. It was so, that shade was so smooth. You didn't even feel the wind when the tree covered the sun. Like, you didn't even feel, you didn't even feel what happened when, when the shade took over. It, like, right. it was just like smooth. I don't do remixes. Was that the remix? Was that the remix? And Teddy, Teddy was getting a little, crazy because he he not for nothing he was playing a few songs that he didn't do <laughs> he didn't do them and i'm and i was saying to my boyfriend well maybe he didn't remember because he has such an extensive catalog like you know of course i knew that he did the show for slick rick and dougie fresh he was a young 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 man when he did that so teddy riley has been rocking for uh, many, 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 many moons. Um, mm -hmm. Since he was literally like a teenager. Mm. Yeah. There's one other person too like that. The, uh, Dallas Austin. Since yeah. a teenager. Hits from like when they were 19. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just felt like just, I don't know, I was in awe. And it was for free. And we see these people, they're playing. Fucking Teddy Riley's playing Blood on the Dance Floor and playing the keyboards. I, I just was like, it doesn't get any better than this. It really yeah. doesn't. Black excellence. And let me say this. He pulled out that guitar and went, he took me to the king. And that's all... 
And let me tell you I this. I play instruments, multiple. <laughs> okay. It's nothing. Child. <laughs> Damn, I forgot about train of thought. Shit. I forgot what I was going to say, but it was going to be cute. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. I'm but sorry, it's so many people commenting right now. It was it was just so cool. Like it was just really, really cool to see them do so, that. The chosen show said no Teddy was confused with all of the main writers and producers. He jacked other compositions in the in the video. Yeah, because there was a bit of debate. But no, let's not do that. Okay. Let's not chosen. Well, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 45% agree with that. I'm gonna say allegedly just so. Young. Now, here we, here, here we go. I mean, go. that's an opinion, ain't it? <laughs> God damn. Allegedly. That's an opinion. Fuck. Now, we know how this no, is. is Sometimes, <laughs> I'm not gonna say he was plagiarizing. I'm not gonna say that. I will say how, like I just said, like, there was a bit of a debate. There was a debate. Because there were a few songs that he was playing that he did not necessarily do. And people were calling him on it. Like, they were like, no, somebody named this did that. You did not do that. Why are you playing that? Like, and so, so that's an automatic loss to me in the battle. Yeah. Automatically. Oh, and this is what I wanted to say. There was some murmurs about, you know, the, inter like, this being on this kind of thing being on a white man's platform. Okay. Here y'all go with y'all shit. Okay. No now, supposedly <sighs> everybody chiming in talking about oh they breaking the you know this is on a white man's platform. We don't even you know we providing the talent once again. I got that part of it. Now Oh, it's there was someone proclaiming that there's someone, you know, with their own, you know, platform that we should be utilizing. First of all, y'all lambasted Teddy Riley for trying to commodify the situation two days before this current battle. I remember that. Y'all busted his ass. Oh, why are you trying to make money? You are. Why can't you just go on Instagram like baby mm -hmm. face? Y'all didn't want him to make money. <laughs> But all of a all of a sudden you wanna get a, you wanna find any old black man with his own platform so we could go break that and make him money. Listen to me. If that okay, so let me tell you something. If you did have knowledge of somewhat a black owned platform or website where this could have been done, you had seven days. From the la like the last one was like what, Saturday or some shit? They just did it Monday. You had a few days. To, and if you are a person of note, because there were a few people of note talking that shit, supposedly y'all are connected. So if you're so connected, it wouldn't be nothing for you to reach out to Teddy's people, to Swiss, to Timbaland, to everyone involved with this new versus thing and get this shit popping and pitch something. Otherwise, shut up. They did it on Instagram. Okay? And I'm sure... Instagram, the people of Instagram had a meeting because this is getting crazy. They, it, it was about 4 million people on watching this, this battle. It wasn't just the $300,000. It was like 300,000 people. It was millions of people watching. Millions of people. And the bandwidth couldn't carry it. 
Mm-hmm. It w- people thought it was crazy when D Nice ha- broke a hundred thousand, and for them to yeah. do millions of people, this is this is some this is unprecedented for Insta- Instagram. And it kind of opens the door, like for inviting people to do shit like this on Instagram, like for promotion. Like these are like interactive concerts. <clears throat> well, let me tell you something, Erica. But I do be charging. One dollar, two dollars, and she's about to charge three dollars for her third show, quarantine show, um, and is giving bitch. She should be. She's paying her band with the money, though. I like that. Yeah, See, she's but, paying her band with the money. Okay, and here is another issue. Now, why shouldn't Teddy Riley get a check? Hold on. Now, the versus, versus now is the brainchild of Swiss Beats and Timbaland is now being branded. As we speak, they're trying to turn it into something. Of course, that's going to generate a coin. Fine. The problem with that is people are complaining. How dare you try to get money out of poor people once again during this time? Swiss Beats comes out and says, no, we're trying to um, get money for the crisis effort. Don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I buy that either. And listen, I'm not necessarily, I mean, I'm here for people who pay for their labor. I am. But um, at the same time, I get the, I get the critique. I do get the critique. Hmm. Hmm. If, if Beyonce charged for it, y'all wouldn't say nothing. That's not true. I said what I said. Yeah, I she, feel like I saw people not to bring her into it, but I'm just saying some artists can get away with it, other people can't, and that's what that's how it was. Oh yes, I heard about chosen. I heard about that lawsuit with Kadar Massenburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. I miss you too, Kiko. Ooh, I need to know about that. I need to know about that silent lawsuit. Yes, honey. I heard about that behind the scenes, darling. And it's getting nasty. I'm not about to let you. I see the show isn't so far up Beyonce. I'm not about to let y'all do it. No, I I mean, we don't even have to expound on it. No, it's the truth. (laughs) And y'all will believe it. She said she was giving it to charity. Are we going to talk about Rihanna and um, Beyonce with their charity work? Sure. Sure. Don't get mad at me because I state the truth. You're trying it, though. In yeah. light of bringing up Beyonce, we want to talk about how she's giving away millions of dollars for those in need. <laughs> I'm going to pay for it, too, if she comes on live. Fabulosity. She I'm going to pay, I'm pay for it, too. That's not the point. <laughs> he goes, that bitch, I'm paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Kiko right there? Yes, Yeah, I'm going to pay for it, too, Kiko. Shit. She will shut this shit down. I miss you! Before it even gets started. Like, oh, they was talking shit about me. Baby. Honey, honey. Like this. They about to be tipping on four and Both of them are doing just wonderful philanthropic work right now, donating their money. Um, Beyonce made a lovely um, PSA when she was on the other night about 
the disparity in um you know the so, covid that was cases the Amazon show, right? amongst the black and brown community yes, it was for the right that lady she gaga made on the amazon okay. one world gaga. one world or something her people yeah. have her well informed and i was really really <laughs> really really glad to see that okay her and rihanna are really staying on top on the pulse of you know of the virus not just you know I mean, politically, they're staying on top of things. And yes, and administering help. Love it. Two black did queens. Like, did did y'all like um, Beyonce's breathy version of the uh, song? I love it. No, I loved it. Did you wish upon a song? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I like to. Oh voice is actually deeper now. And the I, babies, I love it. It's so air yeah, I, I love it. when she puts that air in. I love when she puts it makes it sound ethereal to me. Almost like she's a almost like she's a ghost, like a ghetto ghost singing. <laughs> a ghetto ghost. A ghetto ghost. Everybody knows what it means when you sing breathy on purpose. Yeah. Especially Mariah Carey. Oh. Goodbye. Anywho, did y'all hear about the mayor of Atlanta trying to reopen the city on Friday tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> on Friday tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yes. On the 24th? Yes. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Miss Keisha Bottoms ain't know nothing about it. She said she ain't no shit. Miss yeah, Bottoms. say that. Miss mm -hmm. Bottoms says she ain't no shit. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. He, they said they wanted to open. Now, what is that? The is governor she, is she statement herself. No, the governor said they opening back up. The governor did, not the mayor. Miss Keisha okay, Bottoms didn't know. Mayor Bottoms, but uh, uh, no, I want to no, not the, the mayor. It, it's the governor of Georgia. Oh, to get the state, it's a statewide open. Okay, and and then um, Beyonce's mother was talking to that. She was like, "Did y'all see that video?" No. She said, "Why? Why would uh? Why would they open up the um the barber shops and the beauty salons and you know?" She was like, "We got to be smarter than that. Stay your ass in the house." I was like, "Come on, Tina. You said something nice. You said something good today." I'm so proud of her. Very enlightening. Why statement? Kiko, don't go to no damn mall. Stay your ass in. <laughs> Stay you ass in the motherfucking house. No. You don't need to go to no damn mall. Don't go to no mall. This is not even scientifically backed. Stay your ass in the house. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Fuck Tina. She needs to talk about how she married her ex-husband's best friend. Said by the show. First of all, fuck Tina. Those are harsh words. I mean, you really need to tone it down a little bit. First of all, we gonna stop talking about nose. Show. Marry her husband's ex. Ex. I mean, her ex husband's best friend. Supposedly I'm they gagging. were Supposedly they were acquainted. I don't know about best friends. I'm child. gagging. <laughs> I mean, we don't need those problems. 
He got the T. I will say that. <laughs> Chosen, you got the T. Matessa said, them Republicans found out it kills blacks and browns faster, so they said, yeah, go outside. Yeah. That's why Absolutely. we have to stay in the house. That's why we got to be responsible for ourselves and not allowing other people to protect us. That's why I'm glad I live in the, you know, the D.C., Virginia, Maryland area. Because, you know, <laughs> over here, they don't play that shit. You know, it's giving. We'll be back in June. So now I'm trusting the Trojan show. He said, fuck Tina Jones. I love Matthew. No, now yeah, you're trying. That, I don't trust you. Don't trust you. Nope. Mm -mm. You can't be trusted. Nope. At all. <laughs> At all. Adulterer. Right, an adulterer. He stole Beyonce's money, allegedly. You really need to do your research. You I'm trying it tonight. Uh, next, I'm not bringing up Beyonce no more tonight. No, for real. No, next that's it. Know, the Queen B. It's going to be bitches from Texas knocking on our door. I don't got time. And then you're going to be somebody in the comments just writing bees. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. The chosen shows Henry. I'm about to text you receipts on what the truth is. Leave chosen. Leave chosen where he don't, be don't, right don't, now. Don't text me that. Leave him be. Oh he, my God, he, he loves really the service. You trying to get my T-Mobile service shut down? See, you don't like me. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> Lisa Ray made a statement. She sure did. Yes, she did. Again. Y'all remember the lady from the club? Where the, where the niggas play. The players play. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that like her biggest movie? She was in other movies? Say goodbye. <laughs> That's a serious question. <laughs> Name she other movie she been in. I can't. I can't. <laughs> well. Let's move on. She was in these like series of BET movies that was so good. Oh. Oh. Word. One the of them was called, I think Chicago. it was called, one of them I think was called Rhapsody. It was so good. Oh, my God. Good. But anyway, go ahead. I knew mean, she's more of a TV actress. That's what I, no, I can't even say that. Matessa says she made a statement and nobody asked her to. Let me tell you something. I have similar, uh, I agree with that. It's like, girl, it's like, even if, even if that's the case, you don't, don't, be, don't, be, don't be giving it up to them. I mean, what? What, what the hell are you talking about? For those who don't know, I'll tell you what she's saying. that shit out loud. She said the Kardashians have single handedly changed the woman's body shape that is acceptable right now. As if women's bodies weren't going off and, and <laughs> transgender bodies weren't going off like that. Let's not suck this. It's not, it's cut and dry. For me, it is. It's given, they weren't the first with that body shape. No, they were not. However, they helped normalize it. That's her point, isn't there's it? There's something to say about how black women and black people do things and then white culture hijacks it or white adjacent people hijack our culture and what we do. And now it's like popular. It's mainstream now. They um, are able to commodify black in culture in a way that we can never do yeah kimberly has basically profited off her proportions and 
those proportions, you know, are basically, you know, a lot of black women were born with those proportions. But I think it's a deeper thing that Lisa is talking about. She's talking about this overly surged body. Nipped in waist, nipped within an inch of its life. Um, <laughs> very pronounced thigh gap. And the small waist, big hip ratio. Big like. hip. This this Barbie doll look, which yeah. has become sort of the norm for a lot of celebrity women, a lot of girls really? out here on the street. Um. It's no, it's, first of all, it's no secret that, you know, black women naturally first have of all, had. black it, women been had bodies. Been had a natural hourglass pear shapes. <laughs> even some, in their defense, even some like um, Nordic women, um, even from where they're from, Armenia, yeah. where their dad is from. The women are big and they have asses and they have hips. People like there, <laughs> Albania, Italy, girls are, you know, women are more Rubenesque. However, black women, that is just how we've been naturally for centuries, beginning with you always saying her name, Emery. Say her name. Say my name. Say my name. Say my name. Miss Hot and Tot Venus, say her name. Now he don't know her name. um, I think he's getting a beat. He's getting a beat. He's getting a beat right now. Um, Matessa said Kardashians normalize buying bodies. And that may be true. It's a better way to say it. And also, I, I do think also it's a difference between the way black women bodies are. And the hot, the over exaggerated way that Kim's body is, and maybe even Nicki Minaj, like that is a different wave. That ain't necessarily the same. I don't know. I, I think Lisa Ray could have kept it to herself. Yeah, she's just trying to be. Ain't she an African queen? No, girl, go sit down. Oh, she's not anymore. I thought she was a Guyanese queen now. <laughs> Ghana. <laughs> oh, <Ghana. laughs> She's a queen in Ghana, ain't she? I mean, but what y'all in the comments think? Do y'all think that the Kardashians are the trendsetters for changing the Coke bottle body? No, they're the video not. vixens? They all like, had bodies, and these yeah. were natural bodies. <laughs> Melissa Ford, um, Buffy the Body, all these um, girls in the, in the 90s, in the early 2000s, um, they all had asses. They all had shapes. But Kim Kardashian brought on, first of all, we have to fault black men, I'm sorry, for exoticizing these white women with these black Shapes, black, black women shapes. Yeah. Anything that's not in a black men tend to love to fetishize and exoticize anything that looks black but ain't black. Yeah. 
Yeah. These are, I don't know. They love white women that are... If it's in a phenotypical black package, they don't really want it. Leave Offset out of this. Shut up. (laughs) 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 Somebody brought up Melissa Ford, Kai... K-Toy, yes, and Estabasca. Yeah, the, the oh, yeah. I mean, these girls were shaped. Beautiful, like, it's what it is. And, you know, and, and you know, by the way, asses is all, have always been in style. You know, like, big asses have always been in style because black women <laughs> always had them. Okay, we always had yeah. asses and tit. We always <clears throat> shapely. Period. Yeah, it is. Always been in style. So that's nothing new, but for it to be so mainstream and to hear white women on these reality shows like, oh, I like, I know you like Coke, Coke, um, Coke bottle bodies. Since when have <laughs> my white men liked Coke bottle bodies? Since they've been buying them. Yeah. But to spin off to what you said, uh, I actually heard Stephanie Mills say something similar to basically this topic. And she was saying how, but she was talking about R&B. But, like, the world and white people, they want blackness, but they don't want it from black people. Well, it's always, nobody wants to be, well, everybody wants to be a nigger until it's time to be a nigger. They want the spoils. They want the attention, you know? And that's the thing with Kim Kardashian. I said this before, even when discussing the, the strange dichotomy between she and her sister. Um, once that sister recognized the, uh, the amount of attention she was getting for her shape by black men, it was probably like she probably still doesn't get it. And that <laughs> ass and that pussy has gotten them everything they have. Everything they have. What a yep. life that must be. Where can I sign up? Somebody's bringing up Janet's titty. Who? Janet got. Absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree. Oh, I don't think they heard you because you paused for a second. Oh, Janet got blacklisted for her titty popping out, but Kim made millions off of allegedly leaked sex tape. That's what Ray Dominic Yeah, and because I the black woman's body is always offensive. We're always seen as there's always a bit of this um, savagery associated with us. Um, we're always sexualized. We're not seen, we're seen as something other than women. You know what I mean? We're not afforded the same luxuries um, with our bodies that white women are afforded. There's always something violent um, when it comes to black women in our bodies there's always something violent there's always something vitriolic you know 
that's just the way it is. That has to do with slavery. I, I used to feel like Madonna's titties was always fucking out. But the one time y'all saw Zuni's titties pop out on accident, now y'all want to light a fire. I, I don't know. Everyone wants our rhythm, but not our blues. I know that's right. I know that's right. Why am I congratulating? Wait, hold on. Black women hate Kim. Don't know shit I can't stand. Nobody hates this bitch. Nobody, nobody is taken away from her beauty or anything like that. But people are so mesmerized by this bitch. You don't even understand that <laughs> she's taking something that black women already have. I'm not congratulating this bitch from commodifying something that black women already have, that black women have been ridiculed for. What the fuck am I congratulating this bitch about? Girl, gone. <laughs> Next. Next. <laughs> That's what always happens. Y'all are so protective of Kim K. Y'all see, this is how they do it. They putting on their capes right now. Don't say that about Kim K. <laughs> Why? Is it her fault? Is it her fault? It's not her fault. She got it. Oh, it's not her fault. on the capes right now. Not on my watch. Not on see when she flashed her pussy screen, her pussy shot in the fucking sky. Here y'all go flying. <laughs> Next comment or whatever. I we gotta get off her. Wow, so much passion. Yeah, because that shit is so fucking stupid and corny. Look at them putting on their capes. Getting ready to fly to her defense. <laughs> getting ready to fly. Getting ready to take their titty out and put it in. Getting ready. Right. Fuck out of here. Wrong one. Wrong one, Lindsay. Woo. Wrong girl. <laughs> anyway. I think we said enough about that. We're going to take a momentary intermission. Yeah, because they're stopping our live, as always. They don't need to know that. We're going to take a momentary intermission. We fill our cocktails, breathe. Fuck you, bitch, and your motherfucking loose pussy ass. Get the fuck oh. off this live, bitch. See, this oh. is why I ain't made for this shit. <laughs> and I on that made. note, I'm not. And on that note, and on that note, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back Loose guys. pussy asshole, get the fuck off this live, bitch. <laughs> Block whoever that is, please. I don't know who they are, Lindsay. You need to tell us who they are. Some girl, get her the fuck. I'm not the one. I am not the one. This She's is why I ain't built one. for this shit. She's not the last. She's not the first. Not built for it. Sorry. 
You get the pushback right. every day with me, bitch. Go suck on <laughs> Kim K's pussy, bitch. Do not do it with me. <laughs> Ask the house to swallow. Tina Twirler. That name is Tina Turning It. The name is Twitching It. Hey. Hey. How you been? How you been? I'm good. What's up? Just chilling. Hi, I'm Malachi, <laughs> by the way. I don't know. You don't know me, but hi. I'm just saying, what's up? How you been? No, I appreciate it. How you doing? Are you over there? You in your bed? Yeah, I'm tired. I'm stressed. <laughs> but I'm tired. Quarant quarantining. Okay, period. I was just speaking, just saying hello. Um, yeah. Okay. Are you still in Chicago? In my what? In Chicago or no? I'm not in Chicago anymore. I moved away, but I will be back. Hopefully, if the world open back up outside, I'll be visiting for Pride this year, possibly. I live in New York. I live in New York now, so I'm not really interested. Oh, you do? Well, I was, yeah. I, it's funny because I was debating between Chicago and New York Pride because it, it happens at the same time. Come so, to New York. I, I do drag now, so come to like some of my shows. And drag? Shows. What borough? Uh, like, what do you perform? Over. Which borough? Uh, all over. Mainly Manhattan, like Hell's Kitchen, but I'm in Brooklyn, too. But I'm I'm calling you from my drag page, Tina Twirler. So, yeah, check it out. I've been doing Tina it for a year. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I will. All right, thanks for joining me. Of course, bye. Who calling now? Um, guy. Ooh, a Libra sign. Let's see what this is getting. <laughs> hey. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, is your birthday October second? It is. Okay, I've been. I'm a fan of yours. I've been watching you since the beginning of the Triangles, and my birthday is October second. But um, I want to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm always on your side when it comes to the whole debates and everything. But um, anyway, um, when is Triangle starting back up, y'all? I see y'all took a little pause. Do you know anything going on? So or? Which season are you on? I'm current. I'm all the way up to date. Okay. So when I say I'm a fan, means... I'm a fan. Like, I got my suspicion <laughs> <and> everything. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Which means you're on the, the Barber and Throwbacks website. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, we're taking a momentary break, given COVID-19 policy and social distancing. Yeah. But, actually, Lindsay in the comments, she writes for the show, and she's already working on the next script for me to perform. So, I don't know. It might be soon. As soon as we get the A-OK -okay on the state opening back up, the world opening back up. Boom. Okay. Uh, so you like the three-way storyline? Yes. With... <laughs> I just need to get the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. So you yes. my people. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm a complete fan. <laughs> I love Even you, when you, you was on Pose, when you, like, my saw you came on Pose, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm, yeah, like, I'm watching. Yeah, you have beautiful you, and I'm like, I act, too. I kind of fell out of it just because I live in Arkansas. But I'm you said you fell out of what? Acting. Oh, so you, you have you done some before? Not um, on screen. Everything has been on stage. That's the way to start. Like, listen, everything counts. This experience. Um, some people's like started with a lot of these popular Instagram and Twitter people. They yeah. started from doing videos at home, being funny, and now they're doing videos with millions of views, sketches and shit. Right, but it's I a can't... form. 
Yeah, it's a form, but you know. Oh, you want to do something more serious? Yep. Or get on to your level, like be on some type of actual show, Listen. whether it's online or anything like that. You know. You know, if you ever need advice about anything, I I'm still have a lot to learn. But if you ever need any advice, just hit me up. Let me know. Will do. Right, Thank you for adding me. <laughs> of course, of course. Now, if it don't work for him, I know. Oh, you was not supposed to accept that. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a game. I don't play games. <laughs> they better head over. Hi, Eric. <laughs> What's poppin'? I have not seen you since we worked on pose. I know. Oh, we don't got no shirt on. What you giving over there? We was just doing abs. This hat is not mm. doing it for me. <laughs> What's the question? Do you have a motherfucking question? Oh, yeah. What, what, what the hell is y'all doing? Oh, tonight we're doing a podcast on Instagram. So don't you supposed to ask yeah. questions and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you. What's up? Uh, do, do you stay in contact with your ex? No, actually. And why don't you? Because we're actually going through a... I actually broke up with my ex uh, two months ago. Oh, literally right before the corona thing happened. And it uh, it was... It was a very emotional thing that I was not able to address so i just kind of like dropped it and left it as what it was and just turn the next page bloop and then now here we are in quarantine so it was never able to be addressed but i know that um you know how you know when, when you well not even how you know but once you've built a relationship with somebody they're in your brain all the time mm -hmm. i just feel like it hasn't been um it's it, there's a moment where we're going to have to like discuss what happened and mm -hmm. I'm not ready for, the, for it. For the closure. The closure, the closure piece. So I'm like letting it be what it is. and But it's been really entertaining, though. I've been finding... It's been hella niggas hitting me up. Like, oh, I was talking to him, too. Hey, I'm on the list. Hey, Barbara, <laughs> this is Shirley. Oh, this is your... Actually, every time I see him, his eyebrows are, like, almost as thick as yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your eyebrows are amazing back there. He has <laughs> thick ass eyebrows. <laughs> no, his like, that's are your cousin. Than mine. <laughs> cousin. Those are bigger. Not, not by much. You got some thick ass brows. <laughs> he said, "Don't want him." Shit, I'll take him. Is he or isn't he your ex? Who? Who are you talking about? Oh, you got somebody so, that wants you. So that is the topic of our show tonight. Is he or is oh. he your ex? Yeah, oh. that's a, yeah. So, so we're going to be talking about that. So you opened it up. <laughs> you were the icebreaker. I thank you for that. <laughs> oh, I'm here for the movement. I'm so are you are you are you ready for this conversation or are you dreading it? Yep. Which is the yeah, closure conversation? Actually, at this point, I'm very much ready because um I've I've uh, <laughs> gotten all the information that I needed. I've gotten over the whole emotional aspect of the connection. I've um, basically said, yeah. Because I, it's been like, it was, uh, I want to say two years of mm -hmm. weirdness. Mm -hmm. 
So um, I'm a Virgo, so I'll be trying to like make shit work regardless. Mm -hmm. And it didn't, it just wasn't working. But I'm ready now to like have the whole conversation. But I'm not ready to just call him like, hey, yo, nigga, you ain't shit. Let's talk about it. I'm not ready for that part. Of it, <laughs> I think you all. If I ran into right. him when the world opens up and it was like, oh, hey, I'm gonna be like, nah, nigga, stay over there. Let's not forget prior to you know, because it's, it's it's literally well, always like that. Question right? though, you said that you you know that a closure conversation is coming, but you also equally said that you there the emotional aspect is done for you. So what is it that you need to hear? Or what is it that you need to Oh, I want the him? reasoning for why, because there there was a um there was a big lie thing happening. And I just wanna know like why would you lie I I just wanna know why he would lie to me of all people. Like why would you lie for so long at that? But that's pretty much it. At this point, like, well, what was getting, I really want to know what was he gaining from being with me because it, it wasn't a relationship, so you were getting something clout, people noticing you, something from being with me. What do you think it is? Well, his friends all feel like it's it was like a little clout chasing thing, but I don't really know because it's weird. It's just, it's a very weird scenario. If I really got into it, I don't want my business all on the gram. But <laughs> if I really got into it, it, it you y'all all be able to like what? But um, yeah. So you just kind of feel left in a shroud of mystery. It's a big shroud of mystery on both ends, actually. Mm. That's a tricky one. It's very That's tricky. But it's not so much tricky. It's, I'm, I've made peace with it. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't have a believe you. Like I don't believe people. you. I don't believe you. My feelings you. are just hurt. Who is that? What the fuck is right? They can see you in the back. <laughs> Who is you? What the fuck? <laughs> Who is that? The <laughs> Who is that naked? Mind your fucking business. You got a whole nigga over there naked and you talking about you want to close the conversation. Motherfucker, what you talking about? No, no, he opened the door. Come on over here, baby. Come on over. Show the thighs. Show the thighs. Oh, he's a top. He don't show his thighs. See, you got to get into the context clue. Show the me, baby. <laughs> Camry. Oh, chill. Got, got you. Okay. Trifling ass, but you is fine. Who me? I ain't. I ain't did nothing. Trying to block the view of the door. You trying to block the view of the door? We saw. Let me see. You sitting here walking around with no shirt. He in nothing but a fucking towel. Y'all just no. We we no no. Honestly, we was just working out, doing abs. Oh, so you got a shower afterwards? Out half naked, exactly. You know that's complicated. That's his truth. That is his truth, and he also over his up. ex that he broke up with two months ago that he need to close the conversation with. Okay, I didn't say that I need I one. You, you asked him a question, goddamn it! It would be yes, nice to have. You did. Yes, you did. Oh, so he lied, funky. 
I'm not funky. I showered already. I was first. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Eric? We'll talk later. <laughs> oh, How you they, mar- they said you sound far, far away. All right, all right. Okay. Um, Eric, it was nice talking to you. Uh, <laughs> he left. <laughs> all right. Let's get Lindsay up in here. Fuck it. Yeah, the bitch is paying it. So I'm just going to... Nobody has a testimony. We're going to give them two That's minutes. a lot to ask, you know, because the girls, you know, they don't want to... No, we're going to give them two minutes. You got some music to play while I twerk? Oh, I'm just really? kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, I got the perfect song. You got to play... Uh, I played it for you earlier. Big Frida? God, no. Oh, who you talking about? Oh, that one. <laughs> The Jamaican, the Jamaican, <laughs> no, that one, I can't handle her. That's a very technical wine. That's a wine. <laughs> I, when I first came to New York and I used to see girls do that wine, that on beat, poop, 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 tick tock, I used to be like, bitch, that's over. In Paris, the Africans break that shit down. They break that shit down. That TikTok is passed down from my ancestors. Okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it very much is. Um, One beat. That rhythm is passed down from my ancestors singing on plantations. Okay? (laughs) Bitch. All right, Lindsay. Um, You're up. Lindsay's up. Oh, he said Beja has a testimony. Beja has a testimony? He said he he said. All right. Uh, let's call One of my little Beja. Everybody beware. He's got a real deep voice. Lindsay. Lindsay. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Beja. How you Bobby. Hey. This is too close. <laughs> your, your light is sitting. You're the first oh. person to call in with good light. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, scruffy. So what's these <laughs> questions here? No, like, I've been, I done played the fool before with eggs. Fuck it. I'll be honest. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you played the fool. No. And what does that mean? We broke up. Oh, before you start, you know I'm going to tell you the truth, right? Okay, go ahead. Okay. We wasn't <laughs> fucking. Mm. Yeah, like, the nigga was paying me this, and when he needed help, who was the first bitch he called? Mm-hmm. And always getting him out of the mess. And I did that shit for a very long time. Until one day, I forgot what happened, but... um. It was one of those cases where you always paid me Dutch. You always act like you didn't know who the fuck I was until you needed something. And I forgot what it was. It was it was like an aha moment where I was just like, okay, this nigga is never going to treat me at least like I'm a friend. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I was just like, ever since then, I'm like, all right, well, I'm good. I'm done. But we never fucked. Well, we fucked all. <laughs> Wait, so what do you mean? After, after, after y'all were broken up. Okay, yeah. y'all fucked once after y'all broke up. Okay. Maybe, maybe like eight months later. Okay. And that was it. Well, we never was did it? anything else there. And then the nigga always called when he needed help. And then 
when did you get to the point where you said your first no? What triggered that no? When I saw you, we had a couple of mutual friends in common. And just with, on my end, platonic, I wasn't fucking none of them. I don't know about him now. And um, they had some issues, and he went over and beyond to try to rectify it and figure the shit out and talk about it. But that closure thing y'all kept mentioning, I never got that. I'm just like, yo, I'm never going to have a closure conversation. I'm never going to feel of any type of true camaraderie, any friendship, any anything but you. So I'm just, you know, just fuck it. Because you only hit me up when your ass is in trouble. And that was just it. Interesting. Interesting. So where do you stand now with it? Are you over it? Do you still need to close your conversation that you never got? No, because I'm never going to get it. So I just accepted it. Like I had to have that conversation within myself. Because he's never going to be... Not anymore, no. I wanted it for a long time, but no, not anymore. I'm over it now. Do you still have a pattern about the behavior of... You said that you used to save him. Mm-hmm. Do you still do that? To others. I, to others? Yeah. That's one of my problems. I'm always saving niggas. You need help, call Robbie, bitch. But <laughs> saving people that you are with or just talking to? No, just in, just in general. But he's the only one I was with. I only had, to be honest, my entire life, one nigga. And, but every, this is how I am. Like, if I fuck with you, I always got your back. But with him, it just... Mm-mm. I felt like I was being used. And that was it. It's hot, bitch. Interesting. Marcus, what's that? Well, what you got to say, Miracle Ma? I mean, to me, you seem very clear about how you feel. I'm into that kind of stuff. How does he feel, do you think? He feels like that nigga's not going to step up, so he's going to move on. Is that what I'm hearing? Moving on, yeah, stepping up. He's not going to step up. To at least, but mm-hmm. if you had the opportunity to get the conversation out of him, you would take it because, yeah, I think, because I think that you know, um, when you're dealing with a man, I think sometimes that already should be a given, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If so, say you got a man and a woman, and a man does something fucked up to the wife and he divorces her, or whatever, he needs to apologize to her, he needs to explain to her. You know, he shouldn't just leave her with no explanation, no closure. He should tell her why he should explain and he should so when you so when you got two men, I I think it's the same. It's giving bitch, be a man and tell me what the fuck it was. Like, if you cannot, then it will be then I will make the decision and how I pay your ass. Right. I will pay your ass. Like you don't exist. But I do think Closure and a conversation can go a long way. Because sometimes when somebody tells you why, then you realize in that moment, wow, this motherfucker was never, ever Mm -hmm. what I thought he was. So now at least I know. Okay. And I can 
Treat you accordingly. Here's, yeah. Here's my here's my um response. Come on, um, Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I want to start with is that um not wanting me, not wanting to do what is necessary to keep me is the closure. Um because it's not gonna ever happen. You're not gonna ever get it. You're not. Um, and that in itself should be a turnoff to you, that somebody doesn't want you, don't want to be with you, don't want to do what's necessary to keep you. And do I think it's commendable that you are a savior, that you go out of your way to make sure people have what is necessary when they at their lowest? I love that about you. But what I want you to do is to get to the root of why... You go that extra mile for people that ain't your nigga. Why is it that I have to be everyone's savior even when they haven't even earned a place in my life to deserve that? And you want to know why that's important? Because how do you separate me being a boyfriend from me being a friend and me being an associate? You have to earn your place in each place. Each one is different. You don't get husband, boyfriend benefits when I just motherfucking met you. I'm not saving you. I'm not going out my way for you when I just fucking met you. You have to earn a place in your life to deserve all that you give. And guess what? That timeline usually takes about 9 to 16 months in my opinion. I don't want to put a I don't want to put a time, I don't a time on it. But maybe maybe so. Maybe for you. People are actresses. <laughs> <laughs> People are actresses. And they will act and act and act. And to me They would give you an time, Academy Award winning performance, bitch. Time tells you everything. It does tell you everything. Time tells you everything. And give them more time to get all of that for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sometimes you gotta give them time before they even get some ass. Maybe that. Or dick. It depends Maybe on what that. you're into. It Whatever works for you. I don't know what you're into. It just depends. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, give yourself away slowly, honey. I didn't give my soul in 24 hours. No, seriously. And then what happens is when people realize, like, I'm not even your boyfriend or a close friend to you, and I can get all of this from you, they abuse it. Quickly. Immediately. And, and I'm sure you know from your experience that has been the case. People mm-hmm. abusing that privilege that I can come to you for money, for emotional support, and I don't even have to have a certain relationship with you. And fuck that. You have to create boundaries. Fuck that. Yeah. Keep being a savior. Be selective. <laughs> be selective on who you're being a savior oh, to. Savior. Is boom. That's boom. my. That's what I think about it. I Come on. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. No, we'll talk later. You know, he likes to pop up and he listens to the show consistently. Amazing, he's well. First of all, he's not just a listener. Legend. 
Bobby's a friend. Yeah. I'm not going. He has my fucking phone number. Like we text, we play he's family, iPhone games. Yeah, like let no. me not front. But this anyway, just been beating me in pool, bastard. Thanks for being transparent. <laughs> Thanks for being transparent right. enough. Thanks for being transparent. It's great. All right. See you guys later. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Please ask questions because we're talking about access tonight. Are you really there, Alex? Listen, I don't got trying to be sugarcoating shit with nobody. Okay. Listen, closure is a scam, and I don't have time to lie. I don't have time to lie. Lindsay, you hear us? Hi. I see the person that was talking reckless. If you're not going to be respectful, get off this. Okay? <laughs> okay. And, I, Lindsay, and I mean that. I need to know who it is because I don't know who it is. So you send me a message. Let, let's Tamara, keep the Tam, Tamira the Beauty. She love you too, and that's cool. But be respectful while you on here. You ain't got you ain't got to be a fan of mine, girl. I don't see that person. I see her. Ooh. Keep it cute. Oh, I'm, I I know who that is. <laughs> I know. Hey, Tamira. Anyway, um, so that opened up the topic of the day. Is the T-O-D the topic of the day? Is he an ex or ain't he an ex? Is he your ex or ain't he your ex? And what do you mean by that? Are y'all together or are y'all not? Mm. Where are y'all? What are y'all doing? A boundary has to be set. So we actually did an episode called um, Closure is a Scam. And that was inspired by my sister. It was, is closure a scam? We left room, is, for, the, is we closure left room scam. for the conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you know, guys. I believe in closure. You and Lindsay, I don't think you guys do. No. Okay. <laughs> with, with that being said. <clears throat> so okay. we did an episode, Is Closure a Scam? Um, I think y'all should listen to it and decide how y'all feel about it. But um, that also brings us to this episode, uh, if you are if you aren't with your ex. So I've been seeing people literally still fucking, still financing, still feeding, still being Captain Save-A-Hole to their ex. But you call them ex. Can we go a little deeper? Can we go deep tonight? <laughs> Let's go, go balls deeper. deep. Let's go balls deep. <laughs> Let's go deep. Where you want to start? Where you want to start? Where you want to start? <laughs> Tell me. Here's can you thing. hear me? You can hear me better, Matessa. Go ahead, Lindsay. Here's the thing. Okay, now we. I guess we can talk about. We can talk about. You know, the heterosexual side and the straight side, because there's a lot, I mean, the straight side and the gay side, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of similarities on both sides, right? right. But Sometimes each is a, a different experience. Boundaries across, people say they're exes, but they're really not. 
they're still fucking, but feelings get involved when one of the people starts dating someone else. And here's the interesting dichotomy because Emmy and I have been talking about this a lot lately, like within the past few months. Because what happens is, let's talk about it on, for, just for shits and giggles, let's talk about it on the gay side. Because this is what I hear a lot of, and this is what I observe a lot of. Mm -hmm. Now, in theory, everybody is somebody's ex, right? Everyone is someone's ex. But mm -hmm. here is where it gets sticky, especially in the gay world, especially with gay men. You're out, you're chilling, you meet somebody, you may even go on a date with them, you may even have. What's been yeah. happening is there's somebody lingering in the background talking, hurt feelings, that was my nigga, da-da-da-da. And then the other one will be like, well, we really not together. But y'all are fucking. Where is the line? Like, where are the boundaries? And I understand certain things because <clears throat> the difference between that kind of thing and the game. Well, I guess it goes for both. Right. You don't want to start over with somebody. Like, starting over... You know, and dating is so hard. You it's know hard. What I mean? Starting over with a new person, especially what if you gay in a small town and you used to this nigga? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What if you, you know? Nobody got time. What if you went through the trenches with this nigga and you really still can't get him out Bought of your system? Bought over a nigga. What? Like y'all been in jail together? Y'all still, y'all, uh, and, and here's another thing, here's another thing that always happens. For some reason, y'all are always tethered together. When Even right. when there's a new relationship, this person has to keep this person in their life. Is it because you still want to fuck them? Is it because you're still in love with them? Is it because of the nostalgia for the relationship? Is he your ex or not? You, Where do you draw don't the line? Own your ex, one. And one something I want to expand on is you said the difference between the gay and the straight. Now, for me, I think one of the differences is um, with the black gay community. It's, it's, I mean, it's clicky in the straight world, but we're already a minority. Yes. On top of being a minority, we're very clicky, and yes. so. Let's say, for me, I'm only dating people within ballroom. There's a small fucking pool. The dating the dynamic people. is different. Absolutely. Yeah, so it seems like it's a very small pool, small world of who you see the same people dating each other over and over again. The same niggas you saw fucking on Insta Twitter with big dicks. You're like, okay, he's next, he's next. It, it just be the same shit. Everybody likes the same thing. They fetishize the same thing. Now, why Boom. do you think, see, and, and Emery, I know we've talked about this for a long time. You know, just hypothetically, you know, sometimes, like, you'll know two of the parties. They say they ain't dating. They're not dating. 
So you think you in the clear to date one of these niggas. Mm -hmm. But then it gets back to you that somebody is in their feelings. Why? Because the connection was never severed. Period. So does that make the new person the bad guy? Because he knows the parties. If you're an ex nigga and I am not being you ain't cool like that, then what's the big fucking deal? <clears throat> Everybody so is somebody's ex. Everybody's somebody's ex. I'm going to speak for myself. If anybody fucks my ex that knows me, that is close to me, I, I believe me when I say this, I don't give a fuck. Me neither. Because I, I don't give a fuck about this nigga. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that nigga no more. I don't give a fuck that, about him. That includes your friends? Hmm? That includes friends? It's dick. It's ass. Have it. I'm so serious. Like, go have it, bitch. I done told you stories about it. Go have it. <laughs> If you want to see for yourself, go ahead. I don't give a fuck. It's what it really says, if you mad about somebody fucking somebody you used to date, that means you you're over still him. connected. You're Period. still connected. Period. You Somebody's don't own your ex. They are not baby. your little toys to play with. Your exes are not your toys to play with. You don't they own aren't, them. And you don't own these niggas. You don't own them. You don't own that dick for life because you fucked it. <laughs> Period. Now, going back to the original topic at hand, the reason why people need to really decide whether they are or aren't with their fucking ex is because of situations like this. Yes. You... Now shit get tricky because your ass still fucking your ex. You talking about he was together seven years ago, child. That's my ex. I don't care about him. But you're bothered. You're bothered Very. every time you see him with somebody else. You're bothered when he showing somebody else more attention than you because now they matter more. Like he don't have permission to leave you and go elsewhere. If you don't get the fuck out my face with that. <laughs> Some people, when they don't get closure, they are a lost cause. And they're forever taking you for a spin in the loony mobile. Every time you see them, they're taking you for a spin. And it's like, why are you going back there? We're here. Let why go. Going back there? And, ooh, Lindsay, wherever you are. <laughs> there you go. You can't outrun yourself. You can't. What you the lies you tell yourself will kill you. Boom. You can't outrun any lie that you've been telling yourself. Well, who the fuck are y'all talking to? We're just Anybody talking to you. deluding themselves thinking, oh, I'm over the nigga. I'm over the nigga. And you ain't because you press anytime. You do yourself with a disservice. Else. You do right. yourself a disservice when you say that you over somebody. It's okay to still be emotionally stuck on a nigga. I'm, you're human. It's okay. As a matter but of fact. But when you lie to yourself, now you start thinking you Superman. And you, you know, I can handle this. I can handle that. And I've heard it all. All niggas be like, motherfuckers be like, I'm not even sexually attracted. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. 
Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you are you're not. That's bullshit. The, the fuck? Sometimes you would never fuck that person again. And sometimes they don't look the same. But to me, if they look exactly the same, and y'all used to fuck every day. There's a sexual <laughs> attraction, and there's no, there is nothing wrong with claiming that. So what? Yeah, you don't have to say, he's so cute. Sometimes you don't want to fuck them, though. But that don't mean you're not yeah, sexually not attracted. That doesn't mean you're not sexually attracted to them. That's a lie. The you truth is, you don't want to fuck them no more. You don't you have want no to. You, you could be sexually attractive to a homeless person. What? What? <laughs> That's not a correct analogy. We're not saying that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Where are you going? I don't know what your point is. Sometimes, you don't, point wanna, is... sometimes you don't want to fuck somebody no more. Right. No exactly. Good, no exactly. Exactly. No matter how good they look. Exactly. But th that doesn't you mean don't the attraction isn't them. there. That but that doesn't don't mean, mean you're not sexy not attracted. You're not attracted to someone anymore because they're a nasty motherfucker, or because they've done you wrong. It doesn't mean they're not attracted anymore. But no, I'm not attracted to that roach anymore. What are you talking about? You can't make decisions for people. Okay. I can speak from experience. I, that, uh, okay. I I think they're still attractive, but I don't want to fuck them anymore. Are you well, me? so in my opinion, I'm just saying that you don't want to fuck them anymore, but that doesn't mean that you don't think that they're attractive. But it's not even a question of if they are or not. And that's perfectly fine. Them. That's perfectly fine. They're not attractive. Y'all are trying it. I'm not thinking about no, the attractiveness. So people can't be attractive to their ex? Y'all are asking for too much. Child, please. Yeah, anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <Child. what> <laughs> bitch. I lost my train of thought. Um, now, also, what I want to say to you is have the courage to go through it the five nice. stages of grief it is a nice sweater. and let your ex go. It's going to hurt. But the more you avoid it, the longer that you stay connected to that toxicity, the harder it's going to fucking hit you. And that's what happens. Some people get so addicted to the toxicity in that relationship. Like they can't function without it. They can't function without the, the Facebook lives and the Facebook posts and, and all the bullshit that goes along with dealing with, with the person. Listen, leave Knockout out of this. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm not about to deal with <laughs> but no, some people are so addicted to that. It, it becomes an addiction after a while. You don't know any better. You don't know anything else. <laughs> you're not unlearning it. Right. And you're not giving yourself the proper time to, to unlearn heal. and heal. Like, get out of that. Let me tell you something. I was in a situation... And I don't know why I was so gone over this motherfucker. I was gone, G-O-N-E, gone over this dude. And then one day, I got a revelation. And I think that's when he and I decided to end it. And 
it was just like a revelation. And I was like, I can't believe this was, you know, like back and forth with this dude, back and forth, back and forth for two years. And um, once I gave, there was one day when he called and I told, I said, call me back. But he didn't call back when I told him to call me back. But what happened was when he did call back, I didn't answer. I let go in that moment. I had to see what life was like on the other side, not answering this guy's phone calls, not, you know, wanting to fight every bitch that said hello to this nigga. Like, <laughs> I had to see what, what, it, what life was like. Life and it life. was fine. That's exactly. Then, you know, all the young hopefuls <coughs> started flocking. Mm -hmm. And one of those young hopefuls was my now current boyfriend. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the doll was dating five at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's what happens when you give yourself a chance, you know, to just separate yourself from that situation because I was going back and forth with this dude. Like it was a, a ridiculous game and he like, and he wasn't wifing me. Like this is somebody that was never going to wife me. Never. He just liked having me on a string and having me at his whim. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And for he some people, she rolled for that's him what hard. it is. They like to have other people in their back pocket. Yep. Yeah. You know, they like to have that ace in their in their in their pocket, like that. You gotta expand on that on one. You well, gotta expand on that there's one. There's two. There's two comments. Read it. Well, there's one. Uh, is Marcus saying that attraction only exists for him in the context of relationships? No, I mean I'll still admit if a motherfucker's still fine, but that don't mean I want to fuck him. Especially if I was with him and he turned me off. So literally, that's the point, though. That's what we said. That's what we were saying. What 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 were you saying? What you just said. I'm still attracted. You, just just said, said. you said I'm still attracted to the person. That doesn't mean I'll admit that they're attractive. It's a it's a, it's a different thing, sweetie. Y'all ain't say y'all ain't say shit. I know what I said. I Go said on, he head. may still be attractive, but I'm not attracted to him. Are you crazy? I'm not okay. arguing no semantics with you. It's not about arguing. <laughs> this is a semantic <laughs> This is a semantic Admitting that somebody's attractive doesn't mean you're attracted to them. Can we grow up here? Well, yes. What you just said in those words, yes. yes. And that's oh, what I mean. Oh, um, Tyler the Stylist says, how long did it take you to realize that he was just stringing you along? How did how long did you keep going back and forth? Well, I kept going back and forth with him almost two years, and I it took well. What happened was, you know, I smelled another bitch. Ooh, where? And what happened was like, you know, we were both dating, but I thought that if I just stayed consistent with him you know things would just happen naturally we didn't have the conversation like I said he was never gonna wife me it was never that kind of situation he was always keeping his options open I kind of like wasn't I was mm -hmm. hoping that that was the real deal 
because right. he looked good on paper. You know what I mean? He good on he paper. Had, he had no kids. He was college educated. All the shit you look for, you know, on paper. Plus, he was tall. He's from Harlem. You know. <laughs> but no. Mm -mm. He was keeping his options open. And when I really figured out that that's what it was, like, I was one of, I, I would say, like, one of about three. Mm -hmm. that he had in rotation as a matter of fact there was one that I had like a situation with we found out we were both dating him and it was like it what just became doing? a situation and I was like I'm better than this right. and then it came to a head and he was like you know me and you ain't even like that so I don't even know why you mad and so when he said that I was like oh okay what else could you to like say after eye, that? It was like an eye opener. You ain't got to tell me twice. You mm -hmm. do not have to tell me twice. <laughs> so I say, come on, scissor. <laughs> 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 no, I want to expand on something you said previously about how the ex keep you in your back pocket. So that's important to the discussion, too, because that's basically what happens. This ex is so used to having you on speed dial, somebody they can run to. And eventually, you have to cut that cord, cut that life cord, and say, no, you don't get to run to me. You don't get to call me when you need somebody to cry to. You don't get to come for me when you broke and hungry. You, I'm not here to save you. Emery, are you going to give your testimony? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to do what? Is you going to give your testimony? No, I mean, you don't have to give your testimony. We could just talk about it generally. Like, here's yeah. what I'll say I've observed. Mm. I've observed that in the gay community amongst, uh, and this is not, well, I'm talking about an observation. Okay, this is for the gays and the straights, but primarily for the gays. <laughs> gay men. Now, I think we mentioned it before. I got a testimony. I think, you know, I think we mentioned it before that sometimes these connections last into your next relationship. And they come under the guise of, he's my friend. You know what I'm saying? This is a friend I can't get rid of. He's been there for me. But, you know, the thing is, this is a friend you used to fuck. This is a friend you used to fuck every day. This is a friend that was your nigga at one time. Period. That ain't gonna never just be a regular friend. So, at the behest of your new man telling you to cut this shit, I've been, seeing, I've been hearing a lot where these niggas don't want to let these other dudes go. Like, these friends. Oh, they do I see not want to let these friends go. Mm -hmm. Sometimes even when they get engaged. He's talking in general. Go ahead. <laughs> He's talking in general, Lindsay. I'm listening. <laughs> these friends mm -hmm. are still be connected. They still hanging out with these friends that they used to fuck. Mm. While they're in full-blown relationships. 
Is he or is he and not, not just used to fuck ex. people you fucked two months ago before you got with the nigga. People you fucked two months before you got with your new nigga. Is in he, general is he your ex or no? What are y'all doing? What the fuck are y'all doing? If somebody asks if I have a testimony, I really don't. I can speak from maybe the outside looking in, but I can say that maybe I've been with somebody that I was trying to reconcile with, but I can't really say that I like went through long periods of back and forth with an ex. I can't say that I've done I've that. Never. That's ever, not ever in my mother. Never. But you, I want to tell you why, though. There is a reason why I have not. I come from, a, um, like, my pathology. My mother and my grandmother used to do that shit. And I didn't want that for me. That's where that comes from. I literally used to watch my mom go back to a nigga. I'm like, how in the fuck? Are you still forgetting him? And mind you, they wasn't together no more. But they like, she kept going back to this ex. And I'm like, addicted. Why? And for the life of me, I could not deal. <laughs> and so sometimes your parents and your grandparents' experiences and watching it from the outside looking in, it shapes you. And it says, I don't want that for me at all. And you know what else I found? Sometimes these connections, they aren't even good. Sometimes they're just based they're around They're not good. Sex. They're familiar. They're familiar. They're comfortable. They're comfortable. A lot of them are just rooted in sex. Literally. Or if not sex, just familiarity. Like, familiarity, oh comfortability. Like, this like, feels like some. I'm used to this. Like an old shoe. I know nothing else. <laughs> that stink. People, there's a, <laughs> some people have a fear of starting fresh and new. It's literally like a phobia. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm scared. I can't. It's this anxiety attack that you have. Oh, my God. How am I going to live? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? But guess what? After you go through the pain, the hurt, the grief, you're going to get to a point in your life where you said, at one point, I thought I couldn't live like this. And here you are, living, like thriving. This. Yeah, without living. that person. That you have exactly to give yourself what permission. Myself. What was I, that is what I told myself about that young man in particular. I was like, I must have been feeling so low about myself that I felt like I had to keep tethered to this man. Like, I wasn't going to be shit. I was never going to find another guy. Like, I was, you know, like, and all of those things ring true. Sometimes you don't think you're going to find anything better. Sometimes you ain't going to, you think you ain't going to find a bigger dick. Sometimes you, you, go, you, you don't think you're going to find another nigga with money. Another nigga with money that spend on you. Or at these least not packaged like keeping, this. But these were the things that was keeping me in that loop. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
I mean, you guys are really hard on people. I mean, in what way? Sometimes, yes, sex is important to people. But sometimes the connection that they have is just as important, and they don't want to lose that person. They literally can't get along with that many people. They finally found somebody who they enjoy. They can't let go. Then be together. Then be together. Then be together. Doesn't want to be with them, okay? So, and they're not letting go. And sometimes it takes people, uh, different people longer. Not me, other people. But I'm saying that to say I've seen it happen to people around me where motherfuckers can't get over them over and over and over again. You know why? Because they're a genuine person who you can actually bear them in life. A lot of these people. I'm not with someone that they like. They're with someone that they love and they love their dick. But if you like that person too... Does that make them genuine? Let them finish. Let them finish. Let them finish. Did you like that guy that you left alone? Did you like him? As well as as having feelings for him? Did you like him as a person? She said that she liked the image. So, probably not. So it's easy for you to get over that motherfucker. Like, but when somebody actually likes someone that they're with and they lose them, it's a little bit harder. I can speak on that. I can speak on that. It's harder. No, it's not. To let them go. Let let me tell you something. I I have no. No, 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 no. no. Okay, no, no, no. Let me stop. Let me not not do that to y'all. It is hard. It is hard. hard. I don't want to minimize that. It was hard for me. Yeah, it break breakup period are hard, and even if you like them, they you can see them being your best friend. But what I'm saying to you, you're still not giving yourself permission. It says a lot about how you. Um, you have to try. You have to try to get over it. How addicted to, you are to pain. If you see, listen, you cannot let the good memories override the times that they disrespected you, dishonored you. All of that shit. It still counts. You don't get to paint this pretty picture when it's hellfire at the bottom of that picture too, bitch. No. Tell the whole story. Tell, tell the, whole, the story. whole story to yourself. To tell yourself. Tell your whole story to yourself. It's just like it's when you go to the gym. Roses. It's just like when you go to the gym and you cheat your workout. You're only cheating your fucking self. Nobody else is going to hold you accountable for what you do. You need to say to yourself, no, I do like him. I do enjoy him. But he did this. He did that. He did this. This motherfucker would never do right by me. And it's not your but job. You're not clearly thinking in that moment. But it's not your You need to think clearly. Yes, Sit you. down. Think. Be Let me tell you something. It was hard that I was confronted in a bathroom and arguing with a bitch over a nigga that's not, that was not claiming me. <laughs> that was a low point. He was a low point. He wasn't Cardi, claiming leave, none of us, actually. He wasn't Cardi. claiming either one. <laughs> leave Cardi B out of this. So annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no one's, I don't want to minimize that it's simple. It's not simple. It ain't, it's that very was hard. hard. That it's was very embarrassing, hard. actually. It was embarrassing. Sometimes I didn't even know there like, was another bitch around. People can't let go. Like, But right, you know what else is hard? You know what else is hard? What? Somebody that's not even your fucking man, 
that you're going through heartbreak and pain with. That's hard too. And you choose to keep dealing with it. Choose to not deal with it and deal with that pain. I'm telling you, it will be freeing. It will be, it will emancipate you. Like, it is the best feeling. You're blocking your own blessing. You're blocking it. And like, like I said, half of these people that I, half of these people that I've, I've, I've spoken to and I know of that have these friendships, they're not even that good of a friend to the person. They, but they have to keep this, and they won't keep it real with themselves. Just say you like fucking a nigga. You want to keep them around because when you in between, when you in between niggas, bitch, you like fucking this nigga. And it's quite all right. It's quite all right. Don't this... lie to yourself. Period. Period. Periodical, periodic table. No, like, for real. Like, and this is the thing. I do want to also expand on that as well. Like, I'm actually, this is just my individual personal stance. I do think that you can potentially fuck your ex in theory, but you don't get to fuck your ex two months after y'all break up. A year at like y'all be going right back to the ex to fuck on some um and then be on talking about oh I'm over him. No, you're not. Y'all be talking about y'all over y'all ex but wanna close the conversation. That don't even go in the same fucking sentence. Look at what just happened. The oh, young I'm man sorry. <laughs> asking for closure and got a whole nigga do working on abs. First of all, why do you even well, want to close your conversation? All, motherfuckers need closure sometimes. Okay, if you need fucking closure, okay. be real and say that you're not over your ex. That's all. Be real. It's okay. It's perfectly it's okay. Fine. You don't get to date, and then you know what? It's wonder why it's important to be honest about where you stand because these motherfuckers be dating new people and be trying to spin lies like, "Oh yeah, I'm Finish. over that motherfucker." Exactly. And then what do you know? The somehow the ex becomes relevant in that in that relationship. Well, in that relationship, somehow, oh, we was at the club, or he came over, and we had a conversation. We had, and a you don't know how we got here. <laughs> we had a cerebral conversation. This is some weak. This is some weak ass shit right here. Dude. I ain't never been to none of this y'all talk about. So, bitch, I can't relate. Mm. I can't relate. All of my exes are where they should be. Okay, triangle said, fan. Derek, no. Nope. Hold on, Di Derek needed try. First of all, no, Derek no, needed no, to know no, that no, he wasn't. No, <laughs> I'm gonna answer that shit. Derek needed to know that he wasn't fucking crazy. Because Jabril tried to spin it like he was some crazy Closure. person. Closure. That was, no. He and, you was wrote it. and you wrote it. He was pretending to be Derek's boyfriend for an entire year when he knew he had a man of three years. He was sleeping in the same bed that Jabril slept in with Brandon. Y'all gonna stop that shit. And Derek then, needed to know that he wasn't fucking crazy. It wasn't that he wanted to be back with Jabril. This is my observation. It was more so he was gaslighted for so fucking long. Everybody made him out to be this whore, this, you know, this mistress. 
And it was like, am I crazy? Am I the bad guy? Yeah, but the clothes, it's not, types of clothes. it's not emotional closure. It's from, it's from your, um, your, what do you call that? Jabril wanted that last taste. Jabril came on to Derek. He, yes. Yes. Who's the brother? The one with the brains and the... Right, Carlos? <laughs> it's like when your I attacker... Mean... Your attacker now makes you look like you the crazy one. Your attacker needs to... Like, Carlos. no bitch. I'm I mean, a victim Carlos. in this situation. Derek was the victim. The head writer of Triangle said so. He is in the comments, goddammit. He know that what? character inside and out. And when Derek had with um Jabril that last time... He had been through so much shit with Jabril. He turned the whole town against Derek. <laughs> Robbie Indirectly. said that people really brought triangle into the okay. conversation. Listen, this is where most yeah, people know the, me the from. Motherfuckers broke closure into the uh, into the story, and they don't believe in it. Emotional closure, though, is different. Bitch, closure is closure in a relationship. Were you faking it or were you real? I need to know. That's closure. Were you fucking this bitch or not? I need to know. It's closure. Y'all are fucking carrying. Derek slept with Jabril to, to, to prove that it was real. What, that they actually existed. You know what I'm saying? That he existed in <laughs> his bitch, life. The bitch still needed closure. <laughs> she had feelings, girl. Right, Carlos, to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's call closure closure. But you know what? Let <laughs> we have to. <laughs> no, sure, if we're going to call closure closure, fine. But it wasn't like, I, well, it depends on how you see it. At one point, Derek was like searching for the closure. But at another point, he didn't fucking need it. Jabril found him and it got to a point where he wanted to apologize. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, right after they broke up, it kind of was like, so you really just gonna drop me and not exactly. speak to me? Exactly, and... Derek like a guard, like guard. Like nothing said, happened. Well, I guess I'm gonna like go back happened. to my man, and I guess that's it. Literally, that's literally what happened. And Derek was just left to pick up the pieces by himself. Literally, like really, you've been with somebody for three years, and we've been talking for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I wish a motherfucker would. Derek a little nicer than me. Okay. Because I'm going to pull up on you. I'm about the triangle drama into this and everything, child. Come on, triangle. Ah. Every, time, every time we do an episode about exes, it carries. It carries. Do y'all want to keep the conversation going? We got a minute left. Yes, Carlos. Jabril will always carry a torch for Derek and hates himself for it. Exactly. Sounds like somebody else I know. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all don't get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay. About Derek. We can do an after show. It's not going to be part of the live podcast. Um, so, you guys, I'm going to wrap up this show. It's been fun, Swallows. You can follow us on ACS underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm going to upload this clip, honestly, this time to the podcast link now that it's a lot short, yeah, smaller. Shorter.
It's been real. And if you want to join us for the after show, we in there. <laughs> yeah.